Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. I'm really proud of the way I organized the AP interviews yesterday. I was pleased with the attention to detail, the planning and preparation. Interviews went well, and as expected, Jeannie was our number one clear choice. In talking with the panel, I'm pleased with the reasons why they're comfortable with her as an AP. It goes to reasons why it'll help Swint as opposed to reasons surrounding fearing the unknown. I left those interviews with a clear number one choice and a lukewarm feeling about number two and three. I'm a very, very focused thinker. I believe that what I focus on will grow. For that reason, I was content with submitting one clear cut choice and two, shall we say, lukewarm choices. I dismissed the what if scenarios presented by one of my teachers. I almost dismissed them with Nicole as well, but the fact that she mentioned interviewing more people got me to thinking, I really should honor the entire process by interviewing enough candidates to find a solid number two and number three choice, ones we feel better about. I'm gonna communicate this to the team and interview more people next week. Listen, I have revamped my professional development offerings. You can find them at unfoldthesoul.com. Touch the speaking tab. I've got two new offerings. The first is the three-hour virtual PD experience with me. And then the second is the in-person PD experience. Notice I don't call these presentations or workshops because I don't know. No, but I do know. I've gotten to a point in my career. One, my confidence is at an all-time high. I know equity like no one else. I know how to make it practical, tangible, meaningful. I know I could turn those states around who have foolishly banned equity from uh, any of their policies. I can help districts that have policies around equity, but they're spinning in circles, having conversations that don't lead to any kind of improvement in student learning. I can move your district from PLC light to PLC right because I explain PLCs like no one else. I simplify it. It's authentic. I can take all those moving parts that are swirling around you, all the moving parts and make them make sense. If you are interested in Advancing your mission of learning for all, advancing your mission of equity, excellence, and achievement for all students, regardless of background. If you're a fan of ruthless equity and um, want to move your staff or district forward with it, get at a brother now. 
go to my site, go to my page, unfoldthesoul.com. It reminds me of, it reminds me of that book I read. It's called, uh, uh, reminds me of, of nothing, nothing. And I got 950,000, 1100 books behind me right now on this shelf. And some of them are great. But none of them are like Ruthless Equity. Ruthless Equity is a book like no other, explains equity like no other, speaks to you like no other, the coach on your shoulder, the guide on your side to move you from rhetoric to results regarding your journey with equity. Pick up a copy of Ruthless Equity at Amazon.com. If you are a fan, you've read it, take a minute, please, and leave a review on Amazon.com. Now, back to the podcast. Ooh, baby, let's get into it. Listen, I'm not, you know, as you get older, your body changes and you start noticing that stuff. Well, I haven't noticed as much about that, but I have noticed that since my last birthday. And you know what? In fact, a few months before that, I guess my mid-50s, I don't know, something has happened and it's removed all my filters like, I got no gait anymore. And I think it's serving me well because it, it has me get to the point faster, get to it sooner, and it feels really good. I don't even know why the hell I told you that. I am in Warner Robins, Georgia tonight because I work today like I thought I was 24 again. So I had these two great sessions at Purdue Elementary with Dr. Andy Payne, the principal been looking forward to meeting him work with his staff today in the morning and then with uh, dr marquita clayton in the afternoon at Northside high school here in warner robbins and <clears throat> what i notice is some of my favorite work is around helping schools change their narrative because as i read from this journal that's what my mission was about at this school and i know the challenges of it and i know the head trip just all the mind games and the doubts and the gremlins, like all the things that creep in trying to like turn history around. And it's, it's, it's just some of my favorite work. What I'm realizing is uh, it's also just heavy lifting just in terms of, uh, at least for me, you know, the way I present. And I messed around today, had two fantastic sessions I mean I think I sweated off three pounds and um, you ever play sports and walk off the field and you're like whatever the result was I got nothing left like I just I left it all out there but then I got uh, overly ambitious and agreed to do a virtual keynote after my two sessions today <laughs> so I said to my hotel stay Came back to the hotel to do a virtual keynote for for the Colorado Leaders Distinguished Series, Distinguished Leader Series, and, and that's something that Alex Katajani and uh, Tom Herc have organized. But man, when I tell you I left it all at those two schools, I dragged my ass back to this hotel, and I <clears throat> I had an hour to spare, and. I'm not trying to sound dramatic. I didn't know how I was going to do that keynote, that virtual keynote in an hour. You ever have those days where picking up your phone and sending a text and your thumbs feel like thighs? 
like everything feels like work. Like that's how drained I was. And I'm telling you, I didn't turn the TV on, but you'd have thought I did. You'd have thought I found some kind of bootleg televangelist channel because somebody put something in me. It was almost like I was watching one of those programs. The, the televangelist reached through the TV and put, put something on me. And I don't know. I don't know. I just had an out-of-body experience on that call. And it was just fantastic. Just great energy, great participants, zero filter. Um, I don't know. I think writing a book has made me just even that much more confident around this work. But here's the real point. I live an hour and 45 minutes from here. And my plan was to do the keynote, pack the room, and drive home. But I was so drained after the keynote <laughs> that it is 10.51 p.m. And I'm still in Warner Robins. I'm going to drive home tomorrow morning. And then, of course, my reminder came up and said, you got to do the pod and post the pod. And I knew if I drove home tonight, I'm going to get to that podcast. So I'm here sacrificing my body here in Warner Robins at a Hilton Garden Inn doing this podcast from a hotel desk for you, baby, for you. So let's talk about this episode. So this one, what I take from it is uh, I am on my best days action-oriented. Like that's, that's one thing I'm really proud of. Like everything, my failures everything. Um, I plan to do a video one day where I just pan the camera around my small office and I just show you what I call the carnage, you know, 30 ideas that didn't work or had, you know, sputtered or I realized I wasn't really passionate about it, though I thought I was. Yeah, I, I was talking to one of my sisters yesterday and I said, you cannot theorize your way to a breakthrough. There are some things that I started that I felt really passionate about and I looked up and realized this really isn't aligned with my passion zone. But it took me doing it to try it. That's why it drives me crazy when people talk themselves into ideas and then talk themselves out of the idea before they ever try the damn idea. You gotta take swings. And my office is full of carnage. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a video on that one week. Anyway, on my best days I'm action oriented. I'm a risk taker. I understand the equation. You got to take swings. You got to play the numbers game. You got to get out there. You got to be in the arena. That's me on my best day. The flip side of that coin is I can be impulsive. And that's a good thing sometimes. And a lot of times it's, I'm going to call it a bad thing, but um, it can impede progress because there's been plenty of times in my life when I've been impulsive right, and it felt good on the front end, but I end up doing the shit over again because I was impulsive. You know, that's uh, one of the benefits of finding a life partner, a wife who, you know, compliments your weaknesses. Like she is, she's pensive and thoughtful and thinks through things. And while I'm standing at point A, staring at point Z and ready to run out in the street without looking, She's the one looking around for cars 
and helping me slow down. So I read this entry and I'm gonna tell you, I'm kind of proud of myself. I, I, I still can't believe I actually stopped and paused because this plan was so set in stone. Not so much because we got some confirmation from central office. It was more that there were three schools in the local area, three schools interviewing for assistant principals, all from the same pool. Well, we got together, the three principals, and we, we got to cook it in the kitchen, baby. We got to cook it. And as serendipity would have it, each one of us had a clear-cut number one choice, and no two of us had the same choice. It was just a beautiful thing. It just fell into place. It just fell into place. So one principal wanted this AP, the other one wanted that AP, and I wanted Jeannie. It was just lovely. So the plan was go through the pool, interview your folks, and then we had to turn in our top three candidates. Well, I wrote my number one candidate in like magic marker, like the big wide one. You know what I'm talking about? And then had and then submitted the other two. Just thinking to myself, hey, the three principals, like we're not gonna be fighting over these APs. It's not like the uh, district who's, you know, the district team is going to make, who's going to make the final decision. It's not like they, there's not going to be no angst. It's, it's done. Like the three top candidates, we already had them slotted in. So I was feeling good. G-O-O-T. Good. I was feeling good about it. But I'm, I'm grateful that I had an open door. And apparently... I'm not gonna. That's, that's false modesty bullshit. I'm relate. I'm, I'm relational. So as I read in the entry, the interview team was like, "Are you sure you want to go with this? I mean, don't you want to interview more people and blah blah blah?" And you know what? I kind of dismissed it. And then Nicole's my wife went home and talked to her about it, and she too was like, "I think you should interview more people." And I think hearing it twice is what made me, what helped me with the nudge. Cause I was very dismissive of the interview team. Just thinking, Hey, we got this, there's other work to do. Let's just get after it. But then when Nicole said it, it was just like, Oh, that's two people. And she's not even a part of our staff. And if she's thinking that, I wonder if there's something there. And that's a muscle that I began to build back then where even when my mind is completely made up and in my head I have done all the math I have uh, I've learned to still run it past someone even when it feels uh, what's the word you know if you're an NFL fan you know there's something called the Rooney Rule where teams who are searching for head coaches have to interview um, a candidate of color and you know like I have mixed feelings about that I also know that lots of teams will just go through the motions and interview a couple of black coaches just to satisfy the Rooney rule but they already have their person in mind and as an entrepreneur I respect that on the flip side I also know that the NFL had you know before the last decade had a real issue with hiring quarter, um, head coaches of color but my point is 
I know some of those teams had their number one person in their head. And they just said, okay, we're just going to check these other boxes off and interview these people. And that's what I was doing. So the number two and number three candidate, I interviewed their asses just to say that we interviewed them. But they, they weren't going to be considered. And so when I read that last line, you know, I, I'm going to honor the process. Like, I'm proud of myself for that because it would have been easy to just blow it off. And I'm proud of myself for running this scenario past my wife. Like my team, my interview team came to me, but I ran it past my wife as well. And I have, for the most part, developed that, nurtured that muscle over the past 15 years, where even when I think I'm sure Sometimes I just run it past someone to say I ran it past someone. And a lot of the time I get feedback. So last week I made this special announcement about the new name of the podcast. I'm excited about it. The Ruthless Equity Leadership Podcast. I've got an awesome graphic designer, Colleen Akins. If you're familiar with Sheldon Akins, who does a lot of work around equity as well. It's his sister and she's a fantastic graphic artist so I told her hey I need a new podcast you know picture and title whatever it's called you know when you the picture that represents your podcast well she happened to get back to me today with a a, a mock-up and I loved it like instantly I was like oh my god I love this and I was ready to upload it to the podcast website just ready to run with it and ready to close that project off because we worked by project. I was ready to just say, this is great, Colleen, and we're done. But in a moment of, let me just run this past someone, I reached out to my marketing coach and I just, I, I sent it to Caleb and he came back with two pieces of feedback that I would have never picked up on. And we're talking about a two inch by two inch picture that's relatively simple, but he found two things Two things. So this is an audio podcast. I wish I could post the the, uh, the mock-up that, that Colleen did. But in a nutshell, those two issues are real. And they're just minor tweaks. But I can see how those tweaks are going to benefit. So once again, just building this muscle to run it past people, even when I think I'm sure, has been really really beneficial and this entry which is 2006 damn that's a long time really is like the beginning of me starting to build that muscle where I run it past I have no problem running it past when I'm not sure about it when I'm wondering about it it's when I it's when I think I've got everything worked out and everything solved that's when I really need to do it I just always seem to best get the best feedback and it brings me full circle back to equity PLC work. There is no one teacher who has all the answers. And so you've got to reach out and you've got to collaborate and you've got to bounce ideas and you've got to take swings. Like, you know, people in my circle know, like, don't even come to me with uh, a ton of theoretical, you know, ideas you have. Come with me, come to me with some some bumps and bruises 
some results, some swings you've taken, because that's the best way to, to, to give you feedback. It's like based on your experience, right? Not what you're thinking about. Let me not get this going in another direction. Let me see if I hit on everything. Yes, 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 yes. I so enjoyed my day. Like this is the best. This is the best worn out feeling ever. Like my wife was like, uh, stay there and Warner Robins tonight and just drive home in the morning. But the fact that I, you know, I got to work with those schools today, those schools that are passionate about changing the narrative. It's just a special kind of work and you got to have a special kind of mindset. That work is not built for everybody. And so, hey, do me a favor. I know I'm tired. So I, I, I'm not editing this any more than I'm going to edit it. And I know I'm rambling some. Do me a favor. Please share the podcast with others. Please, 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 please. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. And from a ego perspective... Lately, I've been going to places to present and like someone will come up and say they listen to the podcast and it just blows my mind. So please share it. I know it's worth the listen. Also, another favor, if you've purchased Ruthless Equity, read Ruthless Equity, would you please, please go to Amazon and leave a review? And I ask that because I lean heavily on reviews and and I'm on Amazon. I'm on Amazon, baby. I told the audience today, I will buy ice on Amazon. You hear me? I will buy I will buy ice. But I'm going to buy the ice with the best reviews. So please take a moment to leave a review. episode of the unfolded soul bless his heart leadership podcast listen leaders we gotta model what we expect we gotta model what we expect you've been listening to the unfold the soul bless his heart podcast with ken williams for more information about ken visit unfoldthesoul.com